This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a guy that's revolutionizing pet rescue again. I'll tell you all about him and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Covered in Pet Hair, I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of once again having a chat with a pet parent, an entrepreneur, an adventure seeker. He's a foodie, a wine snob, a coffee lover, and a tea drinker. He's a world traveler and a commercial pilot. He is a fitness fanatic that was born in Jersey and currently resides in Green Bay. He's partner to Rachel and cat dad to Ash, Ember, Gracie, Squeak, and Grammy. He is founder of Dubert.com, which we've spoken about in a previous episode. And now he's here to tell me all about a new project he's launching just this month. It's called Dubert Forward. His name is Chris Roy. Welcome back, Chris. It's so good to have you on the show again. Thank you, Isabel. I'm going to have you do all my introductions. That was amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. I love to introduce all of my amazing guests. And before I dig into your new project and how things have been going at Dubert.com, I want to introduce our drinking game today. So anybody participating in our drinking game at home, anytime you hear this word. The secret word is shopping make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying, but please be sure you're over 21 in the U.S. to partake, never drink and drive, and always drink responsibly. So what are you having, Chris? Well, you know me, I have the, uh, it's hard to see, right? But the vodka cranberry, you know, the the old standby. (laughs) Standby. That's one of my favorite drinks, actually. I love cranberry juice. I don't have it enough in the house enough because I drink it too fast. But I'm actually having a beer to change things up a little bit. This is a New Mexico IPA. And you know why I chose beer? It's because recently I read an article that said that dentists say that the least damaging like beverage, alcoholic beverage on our teeth is beer because white wine's too sweet, red wine is too acidic and stains. Beer is actually the safest for the teeth. And I, of course, want to maintain my smile. So here's a New Mexico beer from Santa Fe uh, Brewing Company. Cheers to you for being back on the show. It's so good to see you again. I know. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. So you remember that I always start this show with a game. And I want to play a game that I just started for season three. It's called Booze Ball. And it's 
with this little funky little ball that I got on my buy nothing group here locally. I'm going to throw this ball in the air and my, wherever my finger lands, you're going to answer the question I ask you. But if you don't want to answer it, it's a little too revealing because it's all about getting to know you. You can take a swig of your vodka cranberry instead. Are you ready to play? I am ready to play. All right, let's do this. All right, let's see. I'm going to throw it up again. How did you spend your time after school as a kid? Oh, good question. So definitely we were outdoors, right? Riding bikes, making mazes on the road, playing in the woods. We didn't really have a lot. So it was after school, it was like, drop the books, go outside and play until mom would yell, you know, time to come home for dinner. You know, that was literally <laughs> it. We were, we were out, outdoors and I, I have to say I really enjoyed it because we entertained ourselves. We were very creative. Yeah, I wish it was that time for parenting now because it's going to be a lot harder for me to entertain my kids after school. We're not allowed to let them out, like get the, getting themselves into trouble. There's like all right. this restriction. There's all this fear. And like, I agree. I, I didn't really right, grow up in a neighborhood where I just like went out and like did whatever. But when we went to Spain, that was our kind of like experience. From when I was six years old, I would just leave, go yeah. play with the neighborhood kids and come back for meals when we got hungry, right? Yeah, that was basically it. When it started to get dark, you'd come back. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, let's do this one more time. I usually do this three times. What is your happiest time of your life? Oh, boy, the happiest time of my life. I have to say it's doing pet rescue. <laughs> Is when I'm flying, you know, animal rescues. I mean, it's those are my two passions in life is aviation and animals. And so the happiest time of my life is when I'm doing those two things together. There's nothing more rewarding. It's like I'm literally on cloud nine, right? <laughs> but, you know, it, it just brings so much joy knowing that I'm a, a small part in helping them to get where they need to go. I love that so much. Yeah, you you have had the very wise and maybe lucky opportunity to meld two of your passions, like pets and aviation. I love that so yeah. much. All right, last one. Okay. A memorable birthday you had. Any birthday you've had that's memorable. Memorable birthday. Boy, well, <laughs> I have to say it's my most recent one. I turned 50. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank That's a big you. milestone. I know. I don't feel it and I don't want to feel it. But it was back <laughs> in May and uh, my partner Rachel and I went over to Greece. So we'd never been to Greece and got to celebrate my 50th birthday in Greece. So as I look at it, it's like the next half of my life. What a way to kick it off. That is amazing. Greece is one of my bucket list destinations. I can't even imagine how fun that was celebrating 50, having a new lease on life in a way, because every decade you kind of have a better outlook. You're like more confident, more excited to do things, right? Like I feel like right. at 50, you're ready to take on the world with like no hangups. You don't care what people are saying. You've just got your purpose and your mission ahead. I love that so much. Exactly. You nailed it. That's exactly it. Like now it's like, you know what? Screw it. This is what I'm doing. This is me. This is the next 50 years of my life and how I'm going to do it. And you're doing such good things. You are the founder of Jubert.com. We talked about all that Jubert does, but for those that missed that episode, I highly recommend you go back and watch the interview that I did with Chris back in season two, where we talked about Dubert, how it came to be, all the things that it does for rescues. So basically, it's an online system that helps rescues 
schedule transports, organize their operations, and so much more. So because you're so involved in rescue through your system, through your technology, what do you think has been the main effect or impact that the pandemic has had on rescue since you and I last spoke? Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. I mean, to think back that it's been like three years or whatever in this pandemic now. And I would say it's it's really changed. Initially, nobody knew what to do, right? Everybody had to immediately turn their operations into virtual operations, uh, which caused a lot of disruption in the animal sheltering world. Overnight, they all had to get the animals out into foster. Then once things kind of settled down a bit, then it was trying to figure out how do we make teams of people, right? So that they're not cross-contaminating and, you know, continue the operations and do all those other things. So the shelters went to a lot more appointment-based as opposed to being open, come in anytime you want. And now we're moving into a different part of it. I feel like there was a a lot of people that adopted animals during the pandemic. And now as things are kind of returning back to normal, we're seeing an influx of animals coming back to the shelter, which is not good. And there's more than one reason for that. I mean, the devil's always in the details there. But I think it's a different phase now of the pandemic as the world is kind of trying to return back to what we would call normal, or at least our new normal, there's animals that are being returned. And so now the rescues and shelters are trying to, again, react into this new reality and say, okay, how do we, you know, how do we adjust? How do we make sure that we're continuing to take care of the animals and, and the community that they serve? And how has Dubert had to adjust? Yeah, so we've done a lot. We're always pivoting. So when the pandemic hit in March of whatever it was, 2020, I knew and I started to see that fostering was going to become a real big thing. So we pulled it off our backlog. It was something we always wanted to do, but it wasn't front and center. And we pulled together and we now are the only ones that have a foster management module, right? Um, So we launched it three months later in June. I mean, we really worked hard to get it there. And it's really designed with the idea of if you're a small rescue and you're managing, say, five animals in foster, it's pretty easy to communicate with five people. But now imagine you're an animal shelter and you have 50 or 100 or 1,000 animals in foster. And I'm not kidding when I say that. There's organizations that literally do have 1,000 foster homes with animals. So how do you communicate with them? And one of the things we realized is that the normal traditional ways of communicating through email and things like that weren't going to work. So we built in a foster management platform that has two-way text messaging so that every rescue or shelter now gets a, their phone number. They can send out texts and masks and receive. And we really built the portal to connect those volunteers and the organizations together. And it's been really successful as these organizations had to quickly scale. As you pointed out, I mean, they got to do things differently. So that was kind of the first thing we did. And then as we've moved into this new normal, what we've really started to notice is that more and more shelters are becoming more proactive. I think people have realized the pandemic really shook us all up and it really encouraged us into new ways of doing things. And so in the animal sheltering world, what that meant is they're reaching out more to their community and trying to proactively keep animals in homes, whether it be trying to help you with food or medical or behavioral or whatever it might be, because The way I describe it is by the time you've had to make the horrible decision to surrender your pet, at that point, you don't want to go back, right? Like you've you've got yourself to the point, you've brought them to the shelter and you just want to be done, right? And so if we can reach people before they get to that breaking point and provide them the services and things, 
we have a much better chance of keeping the animals in the homes. But again, they didn't have the technology to do that. So right. we partnered with several organizations and built a case management module, again, with the two-way text messaging and workflows and all these other things. So that if you imagine if there's hundreds of people that are calling, whether they found a lost dog or a stray cat or their animal needs help or they need help, whatever it is, you gotta have a way to track all this stuff. And so we have the only case management system now that incorporates both the people and the animals. And so it's just been, for us, it's been an opportunity to continue to serve. And that's what I really love. I love the fact that we can be the backbone and we can help them bring technology to their operations and just do things more efficiently. So it's been, I mean, I can't believe it's only been a couple of years, but it's really been a journey as the world has gone through this. And it's been a journey for us as we've adapted to try and support them. That is amazing. How many users do you have right now as far as rescues and shelters? So we have now more than 35,000 Dubertiers. So those are the amazing volunteers that do transport, fostering, all these things. And we support more than 5,000 rescues and shelters and other organizations across the country, US and Canada, enabled it for Australia. Haven't had a lot of pickup there yet, but I never say no, which much to the dismay <laughs> of my team. You know, right now we're working on enabling it for Mexico. We were contacted by some groups in Mexico that said, hey, we'd really like to use this. And and I said, absolutely. To me, that's the power of technology is that it's a tool. And I was really excited that they saw it as that. We're not trying to tell them what to do. We're not trying to tell them how to do that. We're trying to just say, listen, let us support you. Let us provide the technology capabilities like texting and case management and all these yes. other things. And then let you do the programs the way that it makes sense for you and for your community. Because while we're all after the same common goal of helping animals, the way that we go about it, there's so many different types of organizations. And so we just love the fact that we could be supportive and, and help all these different types of organizations, however, that they're, they're working on saving animals. That is so amazing. So working with a global group of almost global group of rescue organizations, what would you say right now is their biggest challenge? I still think the biggest challenge is organization and communication. It's so hard when you're trying to scale. Again, when you have an operation and if you're you know, adopting 10 animals a year, you can usually get through it, right? With paperwork and emails and things like that. Mm -hmm. But as more and more groups and, and countries like Mexico, the groups there, as they start to expand and really try and grow and do more, that's when they really need to systematize things. And so I think that's the biggest challenge that I continue to see is organizations hit a breaking point, they hit a stopping point. Mm -hmm. And they find ways to do it. There's so many tools that you know people use, but what they need is tools that are specifically built and designed for this space. So right. nothing against Gmail, love Gmail, right? But right. you know, if you're trying to manage all your adoptions through Gmail, it's not designed for that. You can't capture all the data. If you're trying to run a foster management system, yes, you can use a Trello board, of course. But Trello board doesn't allow the foster person to upload videos and pictures and likes and dislikes on the animal to get them adopted. So right. that's where I think it's really a challenge for these organizations as they try and take it from, you know, five to 10 to 50 to 100. And that's where I see the biggest challenge and, and where hopefully we can play a part. Right. And like you, a lot of rescues have a hard time saying no. So they take on what they can, but then they can't properly manage it because they don't have the resources, which is why you came to save the day. Well, on that note, I need to take a break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, Chris is going to tell us about a new project that Jubert is launching. 
and how it's going to help rescues. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Arada, and today I'm speaking to Chris Roy of Dubert, the system that does it all to help animal rescue, organize, get their communication out, get more animals adopted, which is pretty much what we all want, right? And transport from the places where they have too many pets to the places where those pets could have awesome homes. But it's not just all of that and more that Dubert is doing. Now they've taken on a, I guess, a new project to revolutionize the way they raise funds for animal rescues. But before we get into all that, Chris, I want to play a second game with you and it's called okay. Pay It Forward. Your Ooh. shirt is perfect today because you're wearing a shirt that says be kind. And we all love a random act of kindness. So today I'm going to give you a an example of a random act of kindness that you may be on the receiving end of. Okay. So you yeah. receive this random act of kindness and I want to know how you would respond. How would you pay it forward? Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. All right, let's do this. So a friend of yours buys your pets a gift. How do you pay it forward? Oh, for me, I mean, that's, that's an easy one, right? I love to pay it forward by giving gifts and pet supplies, right, to shelters and rescues because, you know, there's so many animals that don't, I, they don't have toys. They didn't grow up with toys and they, it's a lonely place. So for me, I love, I love it when people give gifts to me and I love giving it, you know, paying it forward, like you said, to the animals that need it. Awesome. All right. A relative sends you a holiday card with their annual recap. <laughs> How do I pay it forward? That's a How good one. How do you one. pay that forward? <laughs> you know, I think my way of paying it forward is to try and recognize everybody does things differently, right? I don't do a holiday letter extolling all the virtues of everything that I've done in the year because, you know, I, I kind of feel like everybody doesn't necessarily want to hear that. So to me, I prefer to pay things forward in random ways, right? So everybody expects a, an annual letter. I like to reach out to people I haven't talked to in a while, literally out of the blue and just kind of say, hey, how's it going? Here's what I'm doing. Love to chat with you again and reconnect. So I always try and think of those random 
things, random gifts. I don't like to do things that are expected. I like to do right. things that people don't expect because I feel like it carries a bigger weight. So no offense to anybody that loves to do those holiday letters. <laughs> My parents have done them for years. Yeah. I think they still do them. So. <laughs> All right. A neighbor weeds your front lawn. How do you pay it forward? To me, the, the way to pay it forward is either through obviously mowing their lawn or somebody else's lawn, or, you know, we're up in Green Bay, we're headed into the snow season, right? So it comes down to shoveling or snow plowing their driveway or walkway, even though they may be capable of doing it, just knowing that they don't have to do it. It's kind of a nice surprise. Very, very cool. Okay. Well, this is something you referenced already. A longtime friend calls when they hear about your new venture. How do you yeah. pay it forward? To me, I love paying it forward by supporting other people, right? And one of the things I do like you is I, I host a, a show called The Animal Innovation Show. And part of what I love to do is to introduce them to other people and make connections and, and all those things. So when somebody is helping me out, I love to pay it forward and help them out and say, hey, who can I introduce you to? Or or how can we work together to help each other out? Because that's what it's all about. It's, it's about relationships at the end of the day. Absolutely. A friend brings you chicken noodle soup when you're sick. How do you pay it forward? Well, for sure, I'm going to pay it forward by making sure that if they're ever sick, I'm doing the same. Um, but, you know, sometimes for me, it's back to those random acts of kindness, right? Somebody does something kind for you. And, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. They don't always share. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big spender of, of cards, right? So I'm always at the Hallmark store, just sending cards just because, right? No particular reason, birthday, anniversary, Christmas, whatever. It's literally just, hey, I was thinking of you and I thought you might like a card to brighten your day. And you never know how that's going to affect people. So whether you do a card, an email, a phone call, a text, I love doing those kinds of things because it really just brings you top of mind to people and, and makes them realize that, hey, you know what? There's more to life than whatever the struggle is that they're going through. And hopefully if I can be there for them in their time of need. Absolutely. So my two kids, one is two and a half, one is five. They just got their first thank you card in the mail from a friend of theirs who had her birthday party at the end of August. And the excitement with which they received those cards, Aurora had like colored in the inside and then Aurora's mom had written the note on the back, but you could tell that Aurora had dictated the words that were written in the back. And so it was from a kid's perspective, she's five as well. And these kids were just beaming and they couldn't wait to show that card to everybody. So I right. agree with you, like the kind of unexpected card is such a nice, it just kind of warms your heart a little bit, even as an adult. Yeah, because I mean, nowadays you go to the mailbox and what do you get anymore? Junk mail Ugh. and bills. Right. Yes, when you news. see a card, <laughs> yeah, you see a card and you probably expect it to be a wedding invitation or something mm -hmm. or somebody's. And so to just get a card that says, hey, I was thinking of you, just wanted to wish you a happy day or a funny card. I mean, there's so many different things. Sometimes people are going through something and you can send them a card to brighten up their day. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be a card, even an email. But love doing that yes. because the, the, we've lost touch with that yes. physical side of things, right? It's too easy to send an email or a text and it's so thoughtful to put some words down and handwritten and oh my goodness put a stamp on it and oh my goodness take it to the mailbox um, <laughs> that shows you that shows people that you actually care that's so true okay so a colleague treats you to a drink or a meal how do you pay it forward to me it's the same way right treat somebody else to to a drink or a meal i'm always i always like to do that i i'm somebody that is always liking to pick up the bill or whatever again unexpected yes 
Right. You know, you call somebody and you just say, hey, let's go for drinks. And then when they're not looking to pay the bill, right? Because they'll right. fight you, you right. know, <laughs> but you know that it's, they appreciate it. And I want people to know it's not, you know, everything doesn't have to be mutual. It's really, right. can we help each other out in unexpected ways? I love that. Okay. Last one. Your pet keeps you company while you're sick. How do you pay it forward? <laughs> well, you know, the, our pets need our attention too. And I've been trying with our cats to be more mindful of the fact that, you know, their life is kind of boring. So yeah. now when I take a lunch break, you know, after I eat lunch, I make a, a point of sitting on the floor and playing with them and engaging them and breaking out the catnip and the different toys and just trying to make it a little bit more fun for them because yes. they bring so much joy to our lives. And we've got to continue to try and bring joy to theirs. Absolutely. So that was awesome ideas on how to pay it forward. But you have an even better idea called Dubert Forward. And it is basically melding some of my favorite things, pet products, shopping, helping rescue. Tell us all about it. Yeah. So this kind of happened. I mean, during the it's always been something in the back of my mind. How do we continue to help rescues and shelters with what they need? And what do they really need? I mean, let's be honest, they need money. Everything right. in the world needs money to run. And there's certainly, there's fundraisers and things like that that people do, but I really wanted to say, how do we make this a sustainable business model, right? I, I didn't want it to be asking for donations is hard, getting recurring donations is hard. So when we really came up with this idea, when I came up with it almost two years ago, it was how do we make this so that there's an ongoing thing that's super simple. The rescues and shelters don't really have to do much. People don't have to go out of their way. Volunteering can be hard. It's, you know, you're spending time. So the simple premise is this. You, Isabel, are a customer, <laughs> you're a consumer, you're buying food for your pets, you're buying treats, you're buying toys, right? So now with the Dubert Forward store, you can buy the same stuff that you buy. And the difference is when you check out, you're going to designate which rescue or shelter gets the benefit. And Dubert, we're going to pay 5% of your order in cash forward to that organization. So the idea is that if you spend, say, $100 just for nice, easy math, if Isabel spends $100 on food and toys and treats, you're going to pick the organization and we're going to send them five bucks. No questions asked, no promo codes, no hoops to jump through. I right. wanted to make this something that could make a meaningful impact. And five bucks doesn't sound like a lot, but when there's 10 Isabels or 100 Isabels or 1,000 Isabels in a community, yes. that can add up really, really fast. And these organizations, I'm not, they don't have to do anything. They have to be on Dubert, right? To be able to show up in the drop down. Right. <laughs> That's really about it is I want to make this so easy. And so I'm super, as you can tell, I'm super excited to launch this. This has been a while in the works. And what the most important part to me was that you as the consumer choose who gets the money. There's a lot of brands out there that say, we support rescues and shelters. And I say, that's that's great, but which ones? How often? How right. much? Right? right. And so this is every time you shop on Dubert, every order, you can designate somebody different or you can pick the same one. It's totally up to you. So we wanted to make it flexible because a lot of people support multiple organizations. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, one time you're placing an order, you support your local shelter and another time a different rescue and another time an assistance dogs organization. Mm -hmm. Any type of organization that is doing good for animals is eligible as a part of the Dubert Forward program. And you as the consumer choose. And as soon as your order ships, we literally send them the PayPal with the money. Like, that's it. I can't make it any easier. That's amazing. To help these guys. And that's that's what makes me so excited is knowing we can make a big impact and it's no extra work on them. 
So it's all pet products that we can buy. How many pet products? Like, are you constantly Thousands. adding products? Yeah, there's literally thousands. So our, our primary distributor has pretty much all the major brands. And then what's really been cool, and it's something I didn't think about when I came up with the idea, is we've now been approached by other brands, small brands, bigger brands. And they said, hey, we love what you're doing. We love this idea. Can we become a part of this? And my answer right. was, well, yeah, sure. Like it, it never really occurred to me that there's so many other brands. A, a great example, there's a, a dog, I call it a dog boutique. They make, you know, the uh, coats and things for little dogs, right? Dog mm -hmm. clothing. It's kind of cute. And they said, hey, we'd really love to be a part of this and we'll pay the, you know, the 5% so that list us on your store, let people buy our products right. because we want to support this. And so that's what's really exciting to me, Isabella, is I haven't even really launched this. And I have people coming to me saying, hey, how do we be a part of this? Because we check every rescue, shelter, every organization on Dubert, because it's important to me. I, I want to make sure that they're legitimately focused on helping animals. And I think what we're realizing is that some of these other brands are seeing that. And they're saying, that's awesome. You're doing the work of checking. So we want to be a part of this. We want to support this. And our customers love what our products do, and they want to support this. So it's a win-win all around. And I'm I'm really excited to see where this is going to go and how it can grow, because we're happy to have any brands that believe in this program. We're happy to list them in the store and see what we can do to make a big impact. Awesome. So let's say that I were to go on right now and try to make a purchase, but I didn't see any local shelters that I or local organizations that I want to support. I was raised by a lady who always said charity starts at home. So I like the fact that I can choose the rescues, but what if they're not on there? The ones that I want to see, what do I do? Yeah, very good question. So all you have to do is so two things you can do. One, you know, you can choose a different one. We made it really easy to find. You can pay it back for it to do it if you like, but all you need to do is to email them or let us know them. We're happy to reach out to them and just say, hey, I'd really like to support you. Can you just go sign up on this? It's free, 100% free. They don't have to pay anything. But right. Literally, it's just five minutes of their time to you know give us the information so we can verify they're legitimate. And then magically, they'll show up in the system and the next order um, or even that current order, right? I have no problem queuing it up, right? And paying right. it forward to them. Um, that's all they have to do. So rescues, shelters, sanctuaries, friends of shelters, transport groups, assistance dogs groups, TNR groups. I can't even think of how many, there's yeah. so many organizations that have a mission that's focused around helping animals and the people that love them. And that's what I want to support is, you know, do the good. We're helping with the technology stuff, right? But make it so that you are paying it forward just by buying the same stuff that you always buy. Exactly right. All right. So tell us, how can rescues learn more about you? How can volunteers that want to be involved in transport learn more about you? And how can shoppers like me learn more about this program? Yeah. So it's all real easy. Just go to dubert.com. D as in David, O-O-B-E-R-T, dubert, just like it sounds, dubert.com. And from there, we funnel you off into wherever you want to go. So if you want to join to be a duberteer, like you talked about, the system will walk you through setting up your profiles, how you want to get engaged. If you're an organization, it'll walk you through that process. If you're a shopper, of course, we'll drop you right into the store where you can search for all the different products. I tell people, if you can't find a particular brand or product, please reach out to us. I'm happy to reach out to the brand and see if we can work with them or somehow get them in. I've had several people that I've been 
been testing with said, hey, it'd be great if you could get some equine supplies. I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. So I've been, one of the things I've been doing the last few weeks is trying to reach out to equine suppliers to say, listen, would you help us out? Would you be a part of this? Can we list your products in our store? So the sky's the limit for what we can do. And, and that's what's exciting is we want to support new brands and you know established brands and anybody that's got a passion for what we're doing and believes in the mission. That's what we're trying to do. That's amazing. So I specialize in cats and dogs, but on the store, we can find things for reptiles, obviously fish. horses, yeah. fish, gerbils, right? You name it. We love animals of all kinds. So we want to do whatever we can to, to support all the different types of animals that people are rescuing. All right. So it can, if it can be classified as a pet, you're going to help them shop for it, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if, if it's an organization that's doing good for animals, and if you're buying stuff for a pet, whatever you want to call your pet. We will do our best to support. We will do our best to price match. We'll do about all those things. I want this to be, I literally, Isabel, I want this to be a no brainer for people, right. right? Instead of ordering from Chewy or Amazon, no offense to them, right? Oh. But same number of letters, D-O-O-B-E-R-T. We can now pay, it. we're going to pay for it. And you don't have to do anything. It doesn't cost you any more. It's coming right. out from us, right? We're the ones paying it forward. So for you, the same products get shipped to you. It shows up at your door, just the same way it does. You'll get the tracking number, all the same things you've come to expect and know that it's real money. And you can check me on this. Like I said, when it ships, we're going to send them money. You call them up and say, hey, did you guys get a PayPal? Because the answer will be, yeah, we did. What is this for? That is, And awesome. that's what's exciting to me is that we want to make this be a real big impact. Yes, put your money where your mouth is. Well, thank you so much. I want to propose a toast to you for all the amazing things you're doing to revolutionize Pet Rescue. Here's to you. Thank you. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter. Thank you, Mark. And to our audience, thank you for spending your days or evenings with us. I so appreciate you tuning in and make sure you subscribe. Give us a review so that we know we're doing the right thing by you and by our guests. I so enjoy doing this. I can't wait to bring you more awesome guests like Chris who are making such a difference in the pet industry. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Cheers. To learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.